Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. Well, wouldn't you agree that we are going through difficult times right now? with all these unprecedented challenges and uncertainties about the future. So easy to get distracted and riled up by all the noise around us, the people with their strong opinions, the media and the social media outlets, and lose our centeredness, lose our sense of inner peace. Now, how do we navigate through these times better? So that we are not somehow in a constant chronic stress mode, but that we can still operate from a place of greater joy and calmness, be that change that we want to see in the world. Well, there are many ways that uh, lead to Rome, but one of the roads that I find that leads, you know, with greatest certainty to peace is meditation. Now, I tried to meditate since I was 18 years old, and for the first probably 10 years, I failed miserably. I knew meditation was cool and helpful, and I also had no clue how to do it. At that time, it wasn't that popular. There were not so many ways to learn it, and there certainly wasn't YouTube. So I laid down, closed my eyes. Usually, I laid down in the bathtub, which was already a a problem and two things usually happened either i got really frustrated because my mind just didn't stay still uh, i was actually racing more than ever or i fell asleep which wasn't really exactly what meditation is about now fast forward you know after i had a stretch of giving up and then coming back to and giving up i actually learned how to meditate and became a meditation teacher a kundalini yoga meditation teacher and today i want to just share with you the insights that i have gained from meditating and why meditation isn't rocket science it's not that complicated and there are just a few things we can do to get into a practice and get the most out of it so i want to encourage you to follow those simple four keys that i'm going to introduce and then notice that, hey, meditation can actually become a part of my life, like brushing my teeth. I just know it is something that makes me feel good. Let's first take the pressure off meditation. My teacher, Yogi Bhajan, who brought Kundalini Yoga to India, I asked him once, is meditation something that really is quietening your mind to a place where there is no thought? And he told me, if you get a, you know, a zero thought line for one second, you really have mastered something. And he has done meditation probably at that time for you know, 65 years or so. So that gave me a sense of, well, it's not about you know, having a flat line here in our brain. It's about actually mastering our mind and being able to not let the mind run us, you know, into all different kinds of directions, but make the mind listen to us and just follow our guidance. And I'm talking about the subconscious mind, 
you know, that part of your mind that's always active and is looking around for anything that potentially can be wrong or anything that potentially can be more interesting. It's like a, a little puppy who just, you know, when it doesn't get anything to do, it gets antsy. It starts, uh, you know, whimpering and chewing on your shoes. So how do you train your mind to not do this, but really calm down with you to entrain in your intentions? And that ultimately is what meditation is about. Now, the same Yogi Bhajan also said that meditation is like house cleaning. So when you haven't cleaned your house for a long time, well, naturally, the dust keeps on flying everywhere, right? And so when you start meditating, usually what you will notice is that the thoughts and the feelings just, you know, show up. It's like almost as if, you know, it's louder inside of you during meditation than before. And that's totally normal. Just imagine that every time you do it, you take another layer of dust away. You are releasing some of those thoughts. And, and it's just, you know, a matter of time that your mind is more clear and quietens down and you feel automatically then, wow, I can just shut off all that noise externally because internally, I have a sense of peace. And that doesn't take years to get there. You can actually get there quite easy. However, it may not last very long. I remember that at the beginning when I meditated, the effect lasted for maybe a minute. And then I was right back in my little, you know, monkey mind stress mode. And then I continued because that minute felt so good. And eventually it was five minutes, half an hour. And and after, you know, an evening of meditation with my meditation group, I did feel that it could actually last throughout the night and even into the morning. So it's building a new foundation, too, of how you're going to see yourself, how you're going to approach life. And, and that just takes a little bit of time, but it's absolutely worth it. So let's delve into it. First key to make meditation easy is to choose what kind of meditation you want to do. Now, there are plenty of meditations. I, you know, like writing meditations, the morning pages. I like walking meditations where you just in nature and really mindfully go on a, on a path and a trail. I like laughing meditation, <clears throat> which is kind of really funny. I mean, we do this in Egypt sometimes and it's, it's hilarious and it really releases a lot of energy. And of course, a lot of people say, hey, you know what? I meditated by listening to a guided meditation, which is perfectly great. And if you go to my YouTube channel, unless you're already there, uh, you will find that I have plenty of guided meditations with all different kinds of topics. The only thing about guided meditations is that it doesn't really replace the meditation with yourself, because on some level, there is still an outside source that you're focusing on. There's still, you know, like an input rather than you releasing, rather than you letting go. And it doesn't really necessarily strengthen your mastery of your mind the way it can when you really sit with yourself and you focus on, let's say, your breathing. It's a little bit like getting a massage and wanting to get into a greater shape. The massage is wonderful, but you're not getting stronger. And so that is where 
maybe a combination of both can be very helpful just to not ignore that that presence of yourself and that's what a lot of people feel hey i'm so uncomfortable with myself i don't really like to hang out with myself so i rather listen to dr friedman and then i don't have to really feel what's going on inside of me it's a little bit of an escape and ultimately i don't think that we can escape ourselves our you know mind our subconscious always wants to you know somehow have something that leads it and that's not an outside voice that should be that inner conscious awareness that we are gaining through meditation so the first step of meditation the first key is preparation so you choose today because i tell you so to do a breathing meditation simple sitting breathing choose a place that you feel is quiet you don't get disturbed choose a time ideally i like it in the morning before everything starts or in the evening to end the day choose to also have a little bit of a you know like anchor like a calming anchor that makes you feel good like you know lighting a candle or i like to have these where is it yeah like a little spray it's a lavender spray and it just smells good and gives your whole system the sense of oh okay now apparently we are going into meditation you can have very quiet music or some little sound machine with maybe wave sounds or rain sounds just to you know create some kind of a container that makes you feel calm right from the start and then you go into that inner focus a lot of people that teach meditation say all you need to focus on is your breath or your body sensations or maybe your thoughts and i agree that can be really really helpful because you're kind of going to a neutral place but the problem is that the mind especially at the beginning will not be totally satisfied by just observing yourself it is more helpful i find when you give your mind a direction something that you want to enhance and and continue to focus on during the meditation so this can be for example peace you think about a place or a time in your life where you felt very much at peace or compassion you think about what it feels like to be compassionate or to love somebody choose something that is feeling positive and calming and expansive all at the same time we have in our mind in our subconscious like uh you know a, a huge pantry of all different kinds of emotions and experiences and we can always go to the shelves and pick up whatever we want to really you know feel right now even though we are not in this peaceful place in the you know rainforest that we may have uh, really experience this connection to nature that we never had before but as you go back there into this memory you can elicit those feelings and you will naturally in that moment really have exactly the same sensations and the same reactions inside of you as if you're there your subconscious does not care 
whether it's reality or fiction. And we know this also in the negative way because the subconscious can go off onto a what if tangent and you actually experience a trauma, even though it has never happened and probably will never happen. So use that subconscious ability just to make you feel something to your benefit. So then you choose that as your little trail, your emotional trail to follow through with. So this is your focus peace or compassion or kindness or whatever you want to, you know, enhance them. The next uh, place to go to or the next key is your breath. So you're ready now. <clears throat> you know what you want to focus on. You have a direction. Now the breath keeps you guided. Now, breath is something that is such a fascinating thing, right? I mean, it's we take it for granted. We never really pay attention to it. But at the same time, without breathing, obviously, we're not really existing anymore. But also breath has, you know, a wonderful metaphorical function of the cycle of life. When you inhale, you are really taking in and receiving, which is a part of life. When you hold the breath, you are maintaining you're just enjoying that fullness uh, of your lungs. And when you are exhaling, you go through the cycle of release. And that's exactly what life is all about. Receiving, holding on to, and then letting go. And that is why I love this breathing of uh, that cycle. Five seconds inhale, five seconds holding, five seconds exhale as a wonderful way to stay focused on the present moment. You already have emotionally, energetically your focus, but then you let your mind just watch in addition to it, the inhale, holding and exhale. And you can count to five or 10, depending on how long you want to do each cycle. Or you can use a little affirmation. I'm at peace now. I'm opening my heart. I am content with my life. And then you just keep on doing this three times, which would be, let's say, five seconds or eight times for 10 seconds. You'll see. But that can also then add like this little mantra part to staying with the breath. Certainly a helpful tool. There are other breaths. I mean, you can just do long, deep breathing without holding the breath in. You can do alternate nostril breathing where you're closing the right nostril and then you're inhaling through the left, and then you're closing the left nostril, and you're exhaling through the right, and then it just keeps on going like that. That's a very calming breath in itself. In Kundalini Yoga, we always talk about that this affects both brain hemispheres, the left and the right. It has a cooling effect on your mind. So that's certainly also something that you can do, especially when you feel a little stressed out at the beginning. Don't meditate longer at the beginning than seven or 10 minutes. Don't feel like you have to go to, you know, the 30 minute or an hour extent because you're going to feel really frustrated and your mind feels frustrated too. You know, often, I mean, I talk about the puppy, but often I see our subconscious also a little bit like a horse because I have horses and I love horses. And if you have a young horse, an untrained horse, and you would let it stand there next to you, for longer than 10 minutes, and 10 minutes are already a stretch, 
it really gets antsy. It gets nervous. It wonders what's going on. And your mind is exactly the same way. So just do seven to 10 minutes. That's a huge success. You don't have to even do it every day. Maybe you want to just focus on three times a week. It's really about just doing it. That is the secret. It's not about doing it perfect or doing it long or doing it all the time. It's just getting into the habit and gradually noticing the benefits of it. Uh, with the breath, just briefly to mention, make sure when you inhale that your belly expands so that you really push your belly out. I know we're usually trying to you know, keep the belly in, but yeah, push it out. And then on the exhale, you pull your navel back to your spine and um, that in itself empties your lungs more and it fills your lungs more up. So inhaling, just expansion and exhaling, just letting go and pulling gently your navel back. So that's the breath part. Pretty simple, right? <laughs> when you breathe, by the way, this first breath I told you, inhaling, holding and exhaling, you're going to notice something about yourself. And what you're going to notice is that you will have a harder time with one of the three. So maybe you have a hard time just getting enough breath in uh, because you know you feel like out of breath, or you have a hard time holding it, you can't wait until you release it, or you have a hard time when you release, you feel like you cannot get it out fast enough, you cannot just you know slow it down. It's gonna tell you something about how you go about life, whether you have a hard time receiving, maintaining, or letting go. And it's 99% accurate. So watch yourself. And you can see that when you are really getting more into the equilibrium of breathing, you know, mastering your breath, you may actually also master more and more your mind and this habit about, you know, your difficulties receiving, holding on to, or letting go. The mind is adjusting itself to the breath, just like, you know, unconsciously, our breath adjusts to the mind, stressed mind, fast breath, and vice versa. Another thing that, or another key is the focus. And I already mentioned several things about focus, you know, the energy, focusing on the breath, having a little mantra, a little affirmation. Now, mudra, which is, you know, the, the posture is also very important. And right from the start, I mean, you can also just uh, put this into the preparation, sit a little bit more straight than me. So really sit straight, don't lay down, don't make that mistake. It's gonna definitely end up in falling asleep. Sit in a chair with a nice pillow maybe in your back. Imagine that there is a little string attached to the back of your head so that you really have this nice alignment of head, neck, and back of your body, have your chest a little back because it opens your heart. Uh, legs you can keep uncrossed, and hands in a mudra, which is a you know a lock. And so the gyan mudra, having the index finger and uh, the thumb together, that's a very common one. Uh, some people love to go uh, just through all the fingers. Every finger has a different meaning. Uh, and that can also be a little bit, you know, uh, good for occupying your mind. So that is where, you know, the focus can help. And one thing that a lot of people don't know is that your eye focus is also important. You know, your eyes are closed, usually. 
But you can also keep your eyes open and just focus on, let's see, the candle that you lit or a spot on the wall. As long as you feel like when your eyes are open, you stay focused on that, that can be also very meditative. And it certainly prevents you from falling asleep. Or you can roll your eyes up to the top of your head or this third eye point between your eyebrows, rolling your eyes up, even though they are closed. What happens is it takes a little effort and it puts a little pressure on your forehead. But in Kundalini Yoga, we often talk about how that is actually massaging your pituitary gland because, you know, the, the eye nerves are kind of embedding this master gland of your brain. And, you know, the pituitary gland is pretty much responsible for your entire hormonal system. So it's giving it a little massage from both sides and it has also a very calming effect. And you can also focus on the tip of your nose uh, with your eyes, like, you know, maybe a third open. So there are different uh, focal points with your eyes and all of them have, you know, something positive to them. So you may want to just try out what feels the best. I would not just close my eyes. I like to do something where I feel like, yeah, I'm creating the maximum effect by actually also engaging my eyes this way. So the last one, the last point is then the gentle discipline. So what do you do if your mind just screams at you like a angry teenager or a child with a temper tantrum? This is boring. Let's get up. There are more things to do. You're lazy. You can never do this. Your mind will never be still. And then you feel like a frustrated failure. So what do you do? You actually embrace it. You really have this gentle discipline because your intention is peace or compassion and love and have that peace, compassion and love also for yourself, for that part of you that feels uncomfortable doing nothing, that feels maybe, you know, uh, afraid of the consequences of not being on guard and constantly thinking and being busy and occupied have compassion with this part of you and gently bring it back to the present moment. You know, it's like training this puppy again. Well, if you do potty training with a puppy, it may run off and want to pee somewhere else. Well, you bring it back to the paper. And so you bring your mind gently back to the paper and then re-engage in what you have been doing. Sending a little love to that part of you that doesn't feel that comfortable with it but really in the end feeling like my goal is to create a safety between uh, or safety for me and a beautiful connection between that part of my mind that uh, feels more responsible to you know keep me safe and or make me happy and my conscious mind who has chosen to approach life from a greater sense of alignment and centeredness and balance. In the end, uh, meditation, and I actually often uh, miswrite uh, it when I write about it because I'm writing mediation and not meditation. And, and it's really true. Meditation is like a mediation, a mediation between your conscious and your subconscious mind. So that at the end, you are creating an agreement. You're not 
meditating 24-7. You're just meditating to recalibrate yourself, to start the day from a place of I'm owning it. I know who I am. I have a sense of coherence with which I can approach any kind of challenges through the day so my subconscious doesn't have to be uh, on guard all the time or feel like, you know, overwhelmed or stressed out because my subconscious can lean on me and just follow me on this journey through life. So it's like that kind of mediation that makes you also be able to have a greater sense of, uh, you know, alliance with your subconscious mind. I love that about meditation, that my subconscious mind more and more listens to me and supports what I consciously choose rather than having a conflict that I think a lot of people feel. You know, consciously you want to do something of, you know, feeling happy and joyful, but subconsciously you worry and, you know, feel stressed out. So meditation can help you to just, you know, find peace and, uh, and a resolution of that conflict. And the last thing about meditation that wanna, uh, what I want to say is that it really also connects you to a deeper part of you, whether you want to call it your essence or your higher consciousness, there is a spiritual aspect to it. Even though meditation doesn't have to be this way, and it's certainly not a religion, I do also feel that when I meditate, I'm tuning and tapping into a greater consciousness. I'm feeling a, a greater sense of oneness, whether it's a oneness with nature, with life, with the universe, it just stops me from feeling that it's all up to me and everything is, you know, on my shoulders. It is a complete reconnection with a deeper truth that we don't always have words for, but it certainly gives us a sense of peace and trust that goes beyond that, what we can really consciously conjure up. So meditate, do it, prepare yourself, very simple. Have a little timer with you so that you know when seven or 10 minutes are over. Choose what you want to focus on. Have the breath as that railing on that path. Use your eye position so that you are, you know, really also getting the most benefit. Have a little mudra to move your fingers around so that this is also, again, creating an energetic lock. And be gentle with yourself. Be kind with yourself. Clean the mind without rush, without hurry, without perfectionism. Just know this is my time for myself. This is my gift. This comes from a place of self-love and it comes from a place of uh, self-appreciation. I will do uh, 11 minutes. There is some magical number there, but uh, I will do an 11 minute meditation, a breathing meditation, not a guided one, just sitting with you for 11 minutes that will also show up uh, on YouTube. So then we can meditate together. And uh, there is something to be said, meditating with others, it creates even a stronger field of peace and calmness. So if you can get your partner or a friend even meditating 
long distance, just agreeing, hey, at this time, we're going to sit together and meditate. It really creates something that makes meditation even more powerful and delicious. Well, I hope this helps and I hope you will get the most out of it. As always, uh, ask a question in the comment box and I'm happy to answer it and be so kind and sign up for this channel. Thank you. Bye. So let's do a 11-minute meditation together. The preparation is simple. We have a beautiful space. I hope you have set your space too, just for this very special time for yourself. The breath is simple. Inhaling five seconds, holding five seconds, exhaling five seconds. Your focus may be on love or peace. And then simply you are repeating three or four times to indicate that this is your breath cycle. Three or four times on the inhale, I am at peace, I am at peace, or I am love, I am love. Then you hold the breath, repeat, and exhale, repeat. The hands are in Gyan Mudra. The thumb and the index finger are touching. Your hands are then just gently resting on your lap. You close your eyes and you let your eyes turn up and inwards to the third eye, which is right between your eyebrows and a little bit up, massaging gently your pituitary gland. And that's all to it. And as we are doing it together, you can feel there is a connection. There is me holding the space and you holding the space for me. And it certainly is enhancing the amazing effect of meditation in itself. I have a timer and we'll get started now. Close your eyes. Take a nice breath in and let it go. And do this again, inhaling, exhaling. And then just through the count of five for your mantra, inhale. Hold the breath.
a nice breath in and hold it in. Feel that peace, quietness, and love for yourself emanating from the core of your being and exhale. Then inhale again and send that energy of peace and quietness and love to all that have meditated with us today and all that will meditate with us in the future. And exhale. Sadnam. Namaste.